Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We're your hosts, Stephen. And Kyle. And as you may have noticed at the beginning of the episode, we have joined a uh, podcast production company. Yeah, it's pretty dope. It is awesome. Straight Up Strange Productions. They are amassing quite a few uh, podcasts together that talk about the paranormal and spooky stuff. So if you guys want, you can hop over to straightupstrange.com and check out their lineup. A bunch of awesome podcasts on there. Go show them love. Fill your ear holes with yeah, the so weirdness. Basically, basically, at this point, we are now globally known. <laughs> we're fucking huge. And we're making bank, ladies Hell and gentlemen. Yeah, brother. We are we are making bank. And that's definitely not true. Well, I mean, we are great at spreading misinformation, so Oh yeah, that's also true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Love it. Shout out to Straight Up Strange Productions for reaching out to us and wanting us to be part of that team. We are super excited Hell to yeah. start that journey. Um, today I put together a little story called Robot Grandma, and we're going to get to that after the business. So check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, go to YouTube and subscribe and do all that cool stuff. Get on those and hang out with us. Leave us memes, tell us creepy stories. You know, you know how it goes. The works. Um, side note, me and Kyle are going to try to maybe amass some GoPros and stuff. And we've been thinking about traveling around and live streaming some creepy places. So if yeah. anybody has any suggestions within reason of our local area of some creepy places to visit, um, shout at us, shout it at us, shout it at us. Yeah. Send um, it our way. Another side note. It's double side note. Double side note. So it's, it's kind of like a double sided sticky tape, but if you have GoPros that you wish to donate to a bunch of poor dudes, <laughs> yeah. we'll definitely take a pair. Or if there's anyone at Go- GoPro currently listening to this podcast, we will accept a sponsorship. True. And, and all we'll, you have to do is pay us in GoPros. We will shout you out. Yeah, just saying. As I mean. well as night vision <laughs> and FLIR cameras. <laughs> we'll definitely take those too. Right. That'll help in hunting for Bigfoot, a couple and counties over. The Chupacabra. And Chupacabra. So, anyway, if anybody has a creepy encounter, paranormal story they'd like to share, Kyle's going to tell you how to do it. You can call us at one eight seven seven eight zero zero hollow or you can write it out, send it to us via email. The email is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. You can also use your voice memo app on your smartphones, record your story, then shoot it over to the email, and we'll get to it. Play your guys' awesome stories on our podcast and make you famous like us. <laughs> dope. <laughs> it is dope. And I'm that's it's even better that people from Australia are are dope dudes down there <laughs> literally quote us in the emails saying that's dope. It is pretty with neat. quotations around it. Before we'll get to that in a minute. Before that, we are going to do. Uh, oh yeah, wow, went way off course. If you Fine. listen to us on Apple Podcasts or iTunes Podcasts, feel free to jump over there and leave us a rating and review. If you give us a five star and shout us out uh, with a nice little review, we will gladly read them. Um, we have something different today. It is actually a one star review. Holla. Our first one star. Holla. So. We're going to shout this out. Fuck yeah. It comes to us from Mayor McDickcheese. It's titled Fearmongering, One Star. 
Yikes, you guys okay? Question mark. Maybe stop spreading misinformation. Well, Mayor McDickchies, uh, we're a conspiracy podcast, so the information we have is a hundred percent true. Yeah, it's all factual. Everything is true. Misinformation is, true. is kind of our thing. So I apologize. Not that maybe, we spread it. Maybe you were looking for a different podcast, but you I know, don't know what to tell it's you. It's good. On the flip it's side good. of that, I'm going to read a five star because this is what we come here for, and you guys are the reason we do this. This five star says, fun, weird topics, and it's from Exhilaration2306. I'm relatively new to Hollow Sky, but have been diving deep into the back catalog. What I've grown to appreciate more than anything is that guys share stories based upon some of the lesser known topics out there. I just finished the 20 and back episode and I was absolutely floored that in all my years of paranormal research, I've never heard of it. Keep up the great work, guys. I'm so glad I found you. Very fun show. We're glad you found us too. That's what I'm talking about right there. The love. Hell yeah, brother. The love. <clears throat> you, that's, you guys are the reason we do it. And you guys are the reason why we're making so much bank. And uh, it's, uh, Kyle is all about <laughs> money today. Hey, I've been playing the stock market, and I'm making bank. Well, don't do the math as to what we put into the show compared to what we brought out of the show, because you will be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing that I suck at math. All right, I got a little story to tell you guys. Let's get it. So, um, I have a. If anybody wants to jump over to Reddit, there I have a Hollow Sky Pod Reddit thing page whatever the hell yeah, it is let's let's light it up so i got a message from this person that just calls themselves the libro that's weird which is weird right <clears throat> um they just talk about how they enjoy the show but it says if you're looking for weird reading or sources you should try openlibrary.org you can join and borrow basically real online library books scanned of course and it's just like an online library. He put us together a dope little demo that we get to use to look through stuff. And there are some pretty rad books on there. And he titled it Getting Weird. Hell yeah. That's awesome. So Another catchphrase. The we got Libro, dope and let's get weird. Getting weird. Whatever. The Libro, who I, who's just known as the Libro, which is kind of like ominous. and Yeah, it's kind of like a word that I am going to say, but... It, it has a way fucking alternate meaning now. But like in X Files, the first informant he had was called Deep Throat. Yeah. We have the Libro. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So shout out to you for sharing all this awesome um online books with us. And if anybody else wants to check them out, that is the openlibrary.org. Yeah, we're always looking for new sources of information and that type of stuff. Because like I was just telling Steve, I was digging into the chupacabra and you know you stumble across just a, a few little stories and then everything else is disproven what it is you know it's all nothing that i want to fucking hear because they you know obviously claim that they have proven what it actually is but both sides of the fence are obviously going to claim that so I, I usually look at a little bit of disproven fact and then uh, I guess our side of the conversation as the best I can put it, but it's good to keep a little bit of skepticism when oh, you're I, doing research. I absolutely know? agree. But when all you find is like negative shit, yeah, you can't even find like putting, you know, the original lore of it or anything like that. It's all disproven bullshit. Yeah. 
you know, I, and which I, like I said, I appreciate, I appreciate the ideas and theories of what it could be or whatever, but usually their side is just as uncertain as our side. Yeah. And it sucks having to weed through all that. Yeah. When it's just a bunch of naysay. Back to the Libro. He sent me a story that I'm going to share. So here it is. It's a cryptid story. I know we haven't had very many of those, but it's an Australian cryptid story. Oh, boy. So that's dope. Okay. He says, I heard this story. Wait, let me start this out. Here's an alleged true story, not mine, but one I heard from the person it happened to. I heard this story in 2003. The story itself happened in the 1990s. The lady who told me the story I met on a flight from Sydney to Wagga Wagga. Hope I pronounced that right. We were flying over the Blue Mountain region of West Sydney on a small uh, Qantas propeller plane as we were going over the Great Divide, a mountain range which separates the Green Coast from the dry outback. I commented to her that there could be anything living in this vast, mostly unpopulated bush on the backside of the range. She asked me what I meant, and I said, maybe a bit sheepishly, yowies or other things we don't know about. I thought she'd laugh me off, but she got serious and told me she was sure of it. She said her and her husband, no kids, used to go camping a lot in the Blue Mountain National Park. They took a trip to camp there in the off-season, so there wasn't very many people. There was a ranger station nearby up the camp. There was a track they would walk from camp, which is up on an uh, kind of like an encampment through dense bush. It's quite green in the Blue Mountains. It's a pretty place to go. The track goes down to some standing rocks near a large creek or river. The path zigzags down the hillside through the bush, allowing some reasonable descents or climbs. It would take about 20 to 30 minutes each way if you followed the path. One day, the lady got up early and asked her husband if he wanted to walk down to the river. He declined, so she decided to go alone. There were no other people on the path that early as she walked. As she was coming to turn the path where it came back to go down the hillside, she heard rustling in the trees off the path maybe and maybe a stick breaking. She thought it might be other people coming back up from the river, but no one was there. But she did hear and see a stone thrown onto the path in front of her. She called out, feeling a bit spooked, but nothing. She continued a little bit faster, and as she continued down the path, she came back to the side where the rock came from. Now more rustling and another rock and more, or another rock and more striking a tree near her with force. She called out again, asking who's there, but no response, just more rustling and more rock throws. She could hear the approximate location of the rustling off the path far enough for her not to be able to to move or see behind the trees in the undergrowth. She felt afraid and ran down to the rock formation near the river, uh, it being more open there. She felt like she was being watched. Uh, she waited with her eyes on the path and trees, hoping for other campers to walk down the path. It was still pretty early in the day. She said she felt stupid for being scared. She waited 30 minutes, but nobody came. She felt like she waited long enough and started back up the path. As she was about halfway up, then the rock started being thrown again, hitting trees and hitting the path near her. She panicked and she ran screaming, uh, clamoring straight up the hillside, didn't even use the zigzagging paths. Uh, She didn't stop until she got to the top of the hill and then jogged down the path until she got back to camp, scratched and dirty from her mad scramble up the hill. She got back to her camp and her husband had gotten up. He listened to her story And they went around the camp and talked to other campers to see if someone had been playing a joke or if there were kids out. But no one was, uh, no one in the campground was at all suspect. Uh, Then I think the husband investigated the trail without incident. It was so upsetting they drove to a nearby ranger station and reported the incident. The ranger listened to her story and said he had had similar reports from the area, particularly that spot. 
The ranger said he was convinced that there was something out there, but it had never actually harmed anyone. He goes on to say there are many reports of Yowies, which is the Australian equivalent of Bigfoot, in the Blue Mountains and all over Australia with encounters dating back to colonial times. The lady who was with me, or, yeah, the lady who told me this story said she was convinced that it was a Yowie that scared her that day. Not a human, but something else. She told me with conviction, and I could see it still had her rattled. She was sturdy but fit, shorter lady, about 40 years old when I met her. Experienced with camping in the bush and not fearful at all. I remember well because I asked a lot of questions about the terrain and why she felt threatened. Uh, He goes on to say, if you like to use the story, feel free to do it. So, thank you, Libro, for sharing the Yowie story. Yeah, it's awesome. I do not, I'll be the first to admit, I do not know a lot about the Yowie. I haven't really looked into it, but I, I've heard of it before, but I haven't really studied it. But I'm going to, to see, its mannerisms sound a lot like uh, American Sasquatch. Yeah. Throwing rocks. Yeah, absolutely. And stuff like that. So... I'm going to do a little bit more research and dive into it and make some compa- comparisons. I'm curious as to if they're the same size as Ameri- like typical American Bigfoots, if they're smaller, if they're larger, what color schemes and stuff people see. Yeah. I'm just curious, like, is it, are these all the same species or race of Bigfoot? You know what I'm, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like the abominable snowman. The Yeti, the I feel Sasquatch, like, I feel the like Skunk they are. I just, I feel like they are, but it, I feel like it'd be kind of like, you know, the humans in our different, uh, I guess, races and cultures and stuff. You yeah, know, that it's makes just, sense. you know, uh, rel- basically relatives of one another, essentially. Yeah. And then, it, I mean, it makes me wonder if they're if in different regions, if they're more aggressive, if they're less aggressive, if they're. Yeah. Because this one, it seemed to kind of target this lady, you know, if it yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't leave her alone. Unless, like, may, maybe it had young in the area and it was trying to scare her off. Maybe. But then, uh, like you said, they do do that a lot as far as throwing rocks and making noises, trying to get you to either leave. Like, it's most likely one would assume that it's like an intimidating, intimidation yeah. practice. You're in my spot. Get the yeah, hell out of here. exactly. That's kind of how I thought of it, too. But it would be scary as fuck. Cause I've been in the woods and I've heard I've heard heard weird shit. <laughs> heard weird, heard weird <laughs> shit. But I've never had rocks thrown at me. I don't think. Not that I know of. Right. So again, uh, thanks to all our Austra- yeah, thanks to all our Australian listeners. If if any of you guys down down under have any experiences with the Yowie, uh, hit us up or We'd anything like to hear else. About cool. it. Yeah, any kind of Australian weird shit. Because I, ironically enough. Today I was kind of looking into uh, Australian cryptids. Weird. Yeah, it was, and Yowie was one of them. Are you the Libro? No. Okay. I don't have Dope. that cool of a nickname for myself. It is kind of. It's, oh, it's almost like we have like a like an underground informant. That's yeah, kind of how I feel. Which I, I hope you are our underground informant. It's going to be dope. Yeah. If you know weird shit, tell us, Libro. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so from there, I'm going to jump into uh, this encounter, story, whatever you want to call it, that I have been sitting on for a while. It is just the weirdest shit in the world. So Weird is our thing. To start it off, it is a case from, it's another missing 411 case, and as you guys have heard, anytime I talk about missing people, I jump into missing 411, which is... David Politis and his team 
doing work on people who mysteriously vanish most of the time in national parks, but it's even extended farther than that. The amount of research he's done is taking him everywhere. He's broken down these disappearances into different clusters. Um, and there are a lot of little boxes that are ticked for uh, disappearance to fall in to this missing 411 phenomenon. Like, a lot of time the National Park Service just kind of blows it off. Like, they don't they don't give a shit after the initial first, like, the first week of search. Then it's just kind of right. swept under the rug. Right. Um, Why do you think that is? Probably because they know shit that they don't want anybody else to yeah, know. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, like canines and bloodhounds involved in searching act erratic. They can't pick up a scent. Just, just bizarre shit all around. Yeah. That, that is really weird that they, for whatever reason, the canines cannot pick up a scent at all. Yeah. I'm going to, like I, I keep talking about it, but I never do. I'm going to do a, an episode on missing four on one, but that's not why I came here. I just was using that as a little prologue into the old robot grandma. So sounds like a very interesting it story. It is something else. I'll read it and then we will go and we'll go from there. Let's go. Okay. So Robot Grandma takes place in uh near Mount Shasta, which is a big dormant volcano. Uh in California. Yeah, California, that's right. A lot of people like to go there and camp. It's beautiful up that way. In the summer of twenty ten, a family who wished to remain anonymous. Hey, Hollow Cult, the weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season, and the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tacovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tacovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's re- it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized and with regular live music and events there's no in-store experience like it so just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin hollow sky branded boots how awesome would that be nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots if you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. We'll call them the Doe family. John Doe, get it? Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, decided to take a day trip to Fowler's Campground in McLeod, California, which is kind of at the base of uh, Mount Shasta. Around 6 in the evening, Miss Doe was inside the camper preparing sides for the evening's meal. Mr. Doe was outside grilling, you know, just doing dad shit, grilling the meat. Yeah, yeah. Their three-and-a-half-year-old son, Johnny Doe, was playing with the family dog inside of his father. 
After looking down at the grill for a second, Mr. Doe realized that Johnny wasn't anywhere around. He called for his wife to watch the grill as he searched for Johnny. The family dog began to freak out and bark wildly around the campground. After 20 minutes, Mrs. Doe called her sister and gathered family members that, leered, that lived nearby to help look for little Johnny. After searching all the trails and finding no traces of Johnny, they notified the U.S. Forest Service and local sheriff department who joined in the search. The forest was thoroughly searched by personnel until late that night, but about 11 p.m., five hours after he went missing, a sheriff's deputy found Johnny sitting cross-legged in the middle of the trail, a trail that had previously been searched as well as been heavily used all evening during the search. Uh, the family was relieved to find that Johnny was unhurt. He was taken to a local hospital to be checked out. He received a clean bill of health, but the boy refused to talk. The doctor just kind of wrote it off as all the trauma of being missing and yeah, looking yeah. for him. That is another aspect of missing 411. The people that are recovered, which doesn't happen very often, are often found in areas that were previously searched. Right, yeah. Which is extremely, extremely weird. Yeah, I read I read one account is like whatever is happening to these people, they akin it to a claw machine. Like it just picks whatever it is, picks them up, they disappear. And then it decides to put them right back down. In, oh, it gives me goosebumps. In the mess. It gives me goosebumps. All right. So they find Johnny. He's fine. A little shaken, but it's whatever. This is where it gets bizarre. So his grandmother, Kathy, was watching Johnny the following week. As he's playing with his toy train, he looks up at his grandma and says, I don't like the other grandma, Cappy. Cappy is what he calls Kathy because he's three. Oh, gotcha. Kids talk like that. Yeah. Confused, his grandma asked him what he was talking about. Johnny responds, and I quote, Don't you remember when I was lost in the woods? The other grandma Cappy grabbed me and took me to a creepy place. She's really a robot. It was a cave with spiders, and there were purses and guns. I was too scared, so I didn't touch anything. But when she climbed a ladder, the light made her look like a robot. There were other robots, too, but they didn't move. She made me lay down, and she looked at my tummy. Then she tried to get me to poop on some sticky paper, but I couldn't go. She told me that I'm from outer space, and they put me in my mom's tummy. Then she took me back to the river and told me to wait under a bush until someone found me. He even states that the other Grandma Cappy, she has your hands, your feet, and even your face. This, of course, terrifies Kathy. Some doppelganger trying to abduct her grandma or her grandson is some alien hologram, because that's the first thing I thought of when he says when the light hits you. Made you look like a robot? Yeah. It made me think of like a hologram. That's fucking weird. Which is weird. So, Kathy, being terrified, decides to call her son, Johnny's father, who tells her that Johnny had told him the same story, but he just kind of wrote it off as like three-year-old's imagination. Uh, Kathy also admits that she probably would have written it off too as as overactive imagination, trying to make sense of being lost in the woods and shit except that she had her own strange experience. Oh, shit. That happened the previous year while she was camping in almost the exact same area of Fowler's campground. She states that she woke up one morning laying face down in the dirt, having been removed from her tent and sleeping bag at some point during the night. She said she had an odd puncture wound on the back of her neck, and she became violently ill that morning and felt disconnected and emotionless for most of the day. So she just thought she may have been bitten by a spider. I got goosebumps. She said she'd been with a friend who'd been sleeping in a separate camper who stated that he too woke up with a strange bite on the back of his neck and also felt ill that morning. 
The only thing, strange thing she could remember previous to, previously to falling asleep were red eyes shining through the trees as when they scanned their flashlights. Yeah. The night before, they just assumed that they were deer. Fuck that story. Fucking weird, right? So, like, instantly, I find it strange how the kid described where he had been taken, right? Because he said there was purses and guns and other robots, but they didn't move. So my question is, in regards to the other robots, did they have something to do with the purses and guns? And I I mean that in a way, were these other quote-unquote robots actually bodies of people? Of people. Because a lot of that's, now that you said that, I didn't make that correlation, but now that you said that, a significant portion of the cases that Politis talks about are hunters. Yeah. Which would explain the guns. Right. Right. And the then you have the purses and guns, which would be items from people. So that that's that's my one question. And then he states that which is fucking weird that a kid would state this, but that he was actually put into his mom's belly and he's basically a clone or whatever. An alien and this, that, and the other. And then goes on to say that the robot has your face, your hands, your feet, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then she has her own account <laughs> of t- being taken from out of her own tent and having a mark or whatever on the back of her neck. So did something take her and then withdraw DNA to then create a clone of her. And would it, would it be just sheer coincidence that the family then returned to the same spot and just ironically enough, her clone was the one to kidnap yeah. the kid? Or was it a premeditated thing to where the, you know, the, the beings have some type of control over Kathy and kind of uh, subconsciously, you know, made her want to go camping in this location again with her family. So that's something. The weird thing, though, is fucking shitting on the sticky paper. Dude, I, I okay. I'm, I tried, when I was researching, like, I read it before, and I'm like, that's a fucking weird story. But as I was researching, I was trying to break it down. It's bizarre that the little boy went missing, first off. But it does happen. Kids can get lost scary. in the woods. and it, Yeah, it's terrifying. And then he shows back up, and he's safe. Awesome. Then he starts talking about the cave with the guns and the purses, and I'm like, that could just be a three-year-old equ- equating, like, his grandma's closet to the cave. Okay, you know? yeah. Going in there and seeing that, seeing the purses and the guns and shit. And then he starts talking about her not being her like being a robot like that's a he could have seen something on tv i guess to kind of spark that whole interest but the way he's like when you climbed up the ladder the light made you look like a robot like that's pretty fucking detailed shit yeah and i don't know what the fuck the pooping on the sticky paper is about dude i don't know like, can you can you extract the yeah I think you can extract yeah DNA that's what I was gonna say matter. the only thing that I could come up with would be that it would be some DNA purposed 
thing, but there are way better ways of getting DNA. And if, well, I guess maybe she didn't have the puncture stick to drill into the back of his neck. <laughs> or maybe he didn't want, I don't know, man. And one, one account I read that he even said that she got mad when he couldn't poop on the sticky paper. Like he was, she was getting frustrated. But in this, in the research I did on this one, it didn't account for that. And the whole thing told me that I was from outer space and put me in my mom's tummy. Like that's, that's, that's beyond hanging out in your grandma's closet, you know? Yeah. That's out there. I don't know. That's, that's fucking weird. Dude. <laughs> it's a weird story. I don't, I don't even know what to make of it. Like, I don't what, either. At what point does a kid's imagination stop being a kid's imagination and you have to start taking this like as as a little bit of truth? Well, and not only that, but then the fact that Kathy herself had an experience in almost the exact same location. Yeah. Now, what would what would be interesting if if there was an account of of someone maybe finding the cave? That the kid apparently went to. Oh, that would be fucking like weird. Like finding purses and guns in it. That would be that would fucking be weird. weird, dude. That would be super weird. Because you would think, well, then again, we don't know what we're dealing with. So the cave itself could actually be could miles be, away. It could be a fucking spaceship. It could be a UFO. Yeah, I was thinking that too. That maybe, maybe that, maybe his, kind of like a screen memory, right? Yeah. So like it He's trying been to make like sense that. of, like he could have something crazy traumatic happened where he was taken on a spaceship and he's just trying to make sense of it in his three-year-old brain right yeah or it was a a screen memory something that was planted in his head yeah just to you know make things make a little more sense i guess and and kathy's story alone is terrifying yeah you know where she woke up outside of her tent face down in the dirt something had taken her out of her tent out of her sleeping bag and she woke up sick and she's like eh i got this puncture wound in the back of my neck probably a spider those glowing ass red eyes we saw last night probably had nothing to do with it. Probably not. And didn't uh, was it her friend had the same thing. had the same thing that had that's... the same mark? <clears throat> but I don't know if they found him in the dirt. Either way, that's still way too ironic to just chalk it up to coincidence. It is bizarre. I don't even know like what route to go to try to make sense of it. You know what I mean? No, I don't either. And. I wish there was a little bit more description of the red eyes because you hear that description a lot with fucking everything. Yeah. You know, were they bigger than normal? Were they of normal stature? Like, you could be like, yeah, maybe it was just a deer or a raccoon. Or I'm, I'm assuming they were probably fairly small and normal because if they were huge and you you got eye shine off of your flashlight, you wouldn't be like, that's a deer. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. deers have tiny little deer eyes. So then maybe maybe the red eyes didn't have nothing to do with it. Or maybe maybe whatever was in the woods had tiny little deer eyes but wasn't a deer. It's possible too. I don't know. It's it's a shitty story. It, it sucks. sucks. It does it suck. Sucks. I'm glad the kid was found all right, but Yeah. Like what I don't know. And the more like if they were extracting DNA to create some kind of doppelganger hologram who's to say that they like you said didn't don't have control over kathy because it doesn't say that she went camping with him it was just the boys like immediate family his mom dad and him but what if kathy was like hey a year ago i went over to a fellow yeah. campground and it was 
pretty pretty good time. You yeah, there's some type there. of influence. I you guarantee, I guarantee it. Unless that's a, like a a really common camping spot where people just you're like, oh, let's go camping. Where we, where are we gonna go? Oh, we'll go to this place. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I would I would say she most likely influenced the family to go to that location. It's just such a weird story. I hate that I don't have any any more information on it, but we're here we're here to spread information, yeah. misinformation, and and man, I can't even imagine what it would be like for your kid to go missing. Period. Because the other day, my son basically did it to me, and it scared the living fuck out of me. It was it's horrifying. The worst feeling in the world. Yeah, because my wife was already up getting ready for work. I had gotten up went into his room to start getting him ready to go to the babysitter. He's not in his bed. So I thought, well, maybe maybe as I'm up brushing my teeth, taking the dog out, what have you, he got up, got in my bed, and then just went back to sleep. So I go check our bed. There's nobody in my bed. So I'm like, what in the fuck? I go in the bathroom where my wife's at. I'm like, hey. Where's where's Gager Man at? And she's like, what? And I'm like, what, what the fuck do you mean, what? I'm like, he's not in bed. And she's like, what are you talking about? So we go in, we both go into his bedroom, check his bed again. Nobody in bed. We go into the bedroom again, our bedroom. There's nobody in our bed. And I'd walked through the the living room several times and didn't notice anybody sleeping on the couch. Went and looked at the couches again. Nobody's on the couch. And my I, I am at that point beyond scared. Yeah, fear's kicking in. Beyond scared. I'm like, did he go outside in the middle of the night? Like, what the fuck is going on? Well, it just so ha- I look over and I notice a clump of pillows on the chair, the rocking chair. I walk over there, peel a pillow off, and there he is sleeping. <laughs> Dude, I was so fucking scared. (laughs) So scared. Like, it it is something out of a fucking horror movie when you you can't find your kid. And it would be, and not to downplay your account, but being out in the woods. Oh, it'd be tenfold. Yeah. Fucking tenfold, dude. Especially for hours. Like, Like, I've turned around in the supermarket when my boys were little and they weren't there. Like they'd be hiding in a in a rack of clothes or some shit, you know, just messing around. And yeah. That, that initial fear, you're like, oh my god, someone's got them. Yep. But when they're gone for five hours, oh dude, I would, I don't even like, I, I don't even know if I'd survive it. I don't know if I'd survive five hours of my kid being gone. It'd be the worst. It'd be horrible. But, Fuck, I didn't even want to let him go stay the night with my sister. <laughs> it's just that. It's it's different being a parent. I'm sure some of you that listen and you understand what we're talking about. Yeah, it's it's it is. It's different when you're responsible for another human. Yeah, it's weird. It's yeah. It's, but hey, little little Johnny was fine. He was with robot grandma. Yeah, and he pooping was on flypaper. <laughs> pooping on flypaper. <laughs> <laughs> it's still gonna be like the most bizarre part of the story. Robot grandma's going, "Hey kid, poop on this sticky paper." <laughs> it's like what the fuck grandma <laughs> why do you have one of them sticky rat traps where'd you get all these fucking guns <laughs> it's like Dear. a Bonnie and Clyde robot it's so weird it's so it weird. is a very weird story man it all, it's almost it's almost too fucking wonky to be true in my brain but then 
How do you come up with that? Yeah, especially a th- like a th- I don't know. Shit on flypaper. Who comes up with that? Yeah, aliens put me in my mom's belly. And then r- the robot <sighs> grandma made me poop on sticky paper. I tried. It's bizarre. And I couldn't. I don't have any answers for it, but I just wanted to share it with you guys. It was a cool story. I thought it was fucking weird. For sure. And it is. It's right up our alley. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's Robot Grandma. Take it for what it's worth. Let us know what you think about it. Um, if you have any weird paranormal stories that you'd like to share with us, get them to us. Shoot Please. us the emails. Record them on the old telephone number. Uh, just message us on all of our social medias. Yeah, let's get with it. Yeah, get weird. Yeah, we need a bunch of a bunch of stories. We love stories. We need them. Yeah, back. We ball. need them. Yeah, anything. Ghost story. See yeah, ghosts. Tell us, us about it. Yeah, it's for it's half the fun. Like discussing your guys' stories. If we if we had more personal experiences, we'd gladly share them. True. And then the more that. I do this podcast. The more I look into these crazy ass things, the more I kind of want to go explore and start having my own accounts again. I mean, I do, but I don't. But that's why we're going to the seven gates of hell. Yeah, I'm pretty fucking nervous about that. I'm just gonna live and live on Acid Bridge. Good, let's go. All right, we probably will once we get a camera. <laughs> but yeah, if you're possessed by a demon or have one that lives in your house, you know, call us. Uh, if you've seen Bigfoot, call us. Uh, seen Yowie, call us. Anything. Yeah. Anything that's fucking weird. If you're a government whistleblower, call us. Yeah, we definitely need... I mean, we got, what, Libro down in Australia. We definitely <laughs> need some uh, CIA, NSA yeah. dudes in our pocket. Like, let's be friends. Just anything weird. Help us help you. Absolutely. So until next time, everybody out there... Stay safe, stay weird, and if some robot grandma tries to get you to shit on some sticky paper, just tell her to fuck off.